Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Tiffany Smith is the founder of Education Evolution, where she provides real PD to teachers. Tiffany spent most of her career as a math teacher, teaching eighth grade math, algebra one, and geometry, and she resigned from her position this school year. Tiffany is also a published author of two books titled Second Wind, Spiritual Respiration, I Can Breathe Again, and a daily devotional titled Deeper Than a Devotional. Tiffany currently resides in Wyoming, Delaware, where she spends most of her free time sharing ice cream with her husband, traveling to watch her daughter play lacrosse for Syracuse University, and supporting her students off the clock. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome. Hi, Lily. (laughs) So good to have you on the podcast. Uh, So I always start with the same question, which is uh, tell me about your journey as an educator. My journey as an educator. So initially I was in the criminal justice system. I worked as a paralegal right before I switched over, but my lifelong journey was to actually become a lawyer. After working on juvenile felonies, I realized I wanted to be more proactive So I switched out of my application from law school to a master's in special ed. And I had just finished up 10 years, 10 and a half years of teaching secondary math. Yes, that's awesome. I love that pivot. I mean, both are so important, right? Like we need people in all places to advocate for kids. But I think thinking about yeah, how you pivoted to teaching is so inspiring too. like being able to have that that thought of like, all right, well, how do I go even deeper or before, or like, what is the root problem Right, is such a great way of thinking about things. Like, again, I said, law school always was my lifelong dream. But when you start seeing the same problem over and over again, you kind of like, let me, I need to get on the preventative like part of this. So I ended up in the 10 years of teaching. It's funny because all that I learned through criminal justice, it, it, it's crazy how I transferred in the classroom, just being with people, learning how to be with different people. So, and middle school is my thing. So my, I realize I like older kids, which is my jam, which is, it's a gift That's in the first. It's no, a gift not mine. <laughs> my daughter's going to middle school next year and I'm like, all right, it was like a new situation. It is. Middle school is one of those, I did nine years in middle school. I did one year at the high school and middle school is Kids are really coming into their own and they're very impulsive and, you know, their brain's not fully developed. So they're liable to say anything. They're very truthful and very honest. And I can appreciate that, though. Yes, my daughter is that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's not like having any. Fac- we I talked about the word facade yesterday. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, nope. she's just telling it like it is. I, and I appreciate that. To be very honest, I do appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So thinking about your time in the classroom, was it what you expected? Yes and no. I think just kind of the caliber of student, like how kids acted their behaviors, I expected, but I think the system around it, I didn't expect. So I came from a prosecutor's office, which is a voted position, like the person is voted in and very political. And I left a very political system to an even more political system. Yes. And I think I was not ready for that. And that's kind of what kind of set me spinning. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I didn't realize that either coming into teaching. You right. know, I really came into teaching because I was like, all right, 
I love kids. I love learning. Like I want everyone to have access to really exciting, like joyful learning. Right. And then it was a little bit like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are all these forces like acting yes. against that. That was so frustrating to see so many amazing teachers and still, you know, so many amazing teachers doing amazing things that's really, if we were just allowed to do what we know works and yep. spend the time and have the time and the resources to do it, so much would be different, but that's not the reality. It's it's not the reality. And, and the last, like, I went out of the classroom for about almost like a year and a half, two years. I was an instructional coach and I was in a temporary assistant principal position. So it, it, it put me over to like the district. I was So I was able to kind of see that whole picture. And I was like, I think it frustrated me even more, right? Mm-hmm. Because we pride ourselves on data and what works and evidence-based strategies and things that prove to be right. And yet we, it's so many things, so many facets, we don't use that at all. Like none of that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, so many things to change. It honestly kind of reminds me of like what you were saying about your journey, becoming a teacher of being like, what do I do to change this? Right? Like go before it, you know, think about the root cause And so I'm curious now, I know you just decided to leave the classroom. Congratulations on going towards your next step. And I'm curious kind of what motivated you to do that. So one plus, one good thing was I got to teach before COVID. (laughs) And then I was able to teach, be in a leadership position after COVID, and then go back into the classroom again after COVID. And so what I am a very solution driven person, I kind of thrive on if there is a problem, there's got to be a way to fix it. And so I think not the school past school year, but the year before that, I kind of was coming to like I was coming to my wits end with it. I was I was getting frustrated because now you can't overthrow the whole system, but there's a lot of things, small things that can be done, even within the school and the classroom that can change a lot of things. And we just kind of are not doing it. And when I and when I say not doing it, a lot of teachers are trying to do it, but a lot of the forces won't allow it. And so mm-hmm. I realized I no longer wanted to be a part of the problem. Like, and I hate mm-hmm. to say it like that because teachers are not the problem. Sometimes students mm-hmm. are not the problem. Sometimes administrators, but the system that's set up is the part of the problem. And if I was tired of being a part of, like, I feel like I wasn't doing enough to kind of break that, like, have a solution to that problem. So I decided it was time to leave. Yes, I hear that. And I think it's so once you realize that, you know, or I think we all kind of realize that at some level, but it becomes clearer sometimes of like, it's limiting, right? There's only so much you can do. Yes, And I always said my biggest frustration as a teacher is like, I knew what could work, but I just didn't do it. Right. (laughs) I was like, all right, if I could give this one student, you know, three hours of my time every day, just me. They would be doing great, but that's not possible. Or if right. I had the resources or whatever, right. you know, all the different things. So it's, it's really frustrating, you know, being asked to do this insurmountable job and then not taking it on as a human, you know, yep. being like, I feel like, I feel like I'm failing, but it's because it's an impossible job. It is. It's not set up for success. It is. It is an impossible job. And I think it just got to a point where I was like, I was so tired of it. I was telling, I'm so I'm recently married. So me and my husband married every three years this year and he's retired. Every day I was coming home just, uh, 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 and he was like, you know, why don't you do something different? So initially last year it was, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit and I'm going to find another state job or another job that I can use my skills for. And I'll just kind of 
buy out my, just kind of work out the last 14 years of, because yeah. I only got 16 years in the state. Like you need 14 more years to retire. Like, and I'm like, but the problem is I love teaching. I absolutely love teaching. And so I'm like, that's not going to work. So I said, I'm, I'm going to change schools. So I changed schools, changed grade levels and said, okay, maybe that'll work. And it was the same stuff. And I got frustrated. And I, about ha- maybe a quarter through this year, I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to build something that I'm looking for as a teacher, basically. So I've got to figure out something to do that's going to help me have put solutions in place, give me the ability to still kind of teach. I want to, again, I want to strengthen teachers. Like I, I, the focus is teachers right now, you know? So. Yes, absolutely. And I love what you're saying about being solutions oriented too, yes. because you can, you know, we can solve problems and we can take effort to do that. And I think sometimes the problems that we've experienced were the best position to try and solve Yep, because we know what they're like. Exactly. I am super excited about the business that you're building. Tiffany has been, she's part of our Grow Your Education Business Accelerator. You've done our curriculum program. Right. And please tell our audience a little bit about the business that you're creating. Education Evolution. That's the um, name of my business. I am building a consultant company that really kind of focuses, though, more on professional development, focuses on the teacher. So even though I I would like to do, I'm going to do stuff that's going to have the ability to kind of sit down and kind of look over stuff and look at data and talk to leadership, I am building professional development to empower teachers again. Basically, my focus is teachers right now. And, and, you know, I feel like that's only one part of one part of the puzzle. Right. It's only one group of stakeholders. But it, that is such an important group of stakeholders that I feel like you strengthen that part. You know, the other parts kind of that are linked to teachers are going to automatically become stronger as well. So I am focusing on professional development. That's kind of my main thing. Yes. And how would you describe your offerings and kind of what is this professional development? Okay. So the professional development that I've kind of solidified already, it's called Real PD Signature Series. Yes. You know, you're like a real PD and really help me with that. <laughs> I want to offer real professional development. And the only way to offer real professional development is to identify real problems. <laughs> so yes. I want to, I want to give an opportunity for, first of all, teachers to speak how they feel like you know as a teacher it's so funny because I see even teachers post stuff on social media or jokes and I mm-hmm. often see parents come on and they're like oh you shouldn't they shouldn't be teaching it there and it's like everything is a fight against teachers like it's like the uh, the only profession where you're not allowed to do anything wrong right yes. everybody else can mess up the banker can mess up and this person can mess up but yes. teachers are not allowed to mess up and if teachers say the wrong word or the wrong thing they are penalized for it or just raped across the course. I'm tired of that. Teachers need to be able to know their feelings are valid. They need to be validated. They need they're and they're right for feeling that way. They're not crazy. What they see is true, you know? And so I want to validate and empower teachers. And I want to talk about the real problems that happen in the classroom. So we're able to offer them real solutions. Like you can't have professional development that doesn't work. You know, we have a lot of, I, we, every time I go to professional development, I'm probably the the worst person for professional development because the instructor or facilitator has no idea that they're walking into like a, a fire with me. Cause I'm always like, Oh, when's the last time you taught? I, the, how about kids doing this? And you know, you're always like, because the person <laughs> usually hasn't been in the classroom for years and they know nothing about, so they're not offering you any valuable information to sustain you through the year, you know? So I want to change that. I'm going to offer me 
Real PD. That's what the name of it. Real PD Signature Series. I love that so much. And I love how you shared, you know, starting with just acknowledging and validating because I think so much is swept under the rug it or it's like, oh, it's cutesy teacher time. Yeah. <laughs> like teachers are just giving, giving, giving. I'm like, so adorable. No, <laughs> like, we don't feel like that's not the reality. Right. And so I think starting with just like, well, what is the reality? Like what is not working? And going back to our, you know, what we said earlier of just like this whole system, this impossible job. And then on top of it, being under a microscope. Yes. So not only the like internal, I'm not doing enough, but also all these people telling you you're not doing enough or you're not doing it right or all the different feedback is incredibly unsustainable and exhausting and not okay. Exactly. And so I think just starting with like, hey, it's not okay. And how are we going to then solve it? You have to acknowledge it, you know? And so if we go in and have these PDs and we're like, oh, okay, we're going to learn about these different strategies for teaching reading. And you're like, but my students aren't showing up to class. Exactly. And so that's the thing. They never, you know, some of the solutions aren't some big complex solution. It's simple solutions. But in order to give people simple solutions, you have to talk about the real problems. And a lot of times we just don't, we want to talk around the problem, but we don't talk about the actual problem, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's why I want to be able to, you know, teachers can't say this or teachers, you know, one day I put something on the beach. I'm like, these parents are getting on my nerves. And my friends are like, Oh my God, you put that on your page, you know, but you know, I'm a parent. It's true. I'm a parent and I, and as a parent and as a teacher, you know, I think sometimes they forget we're human. You know, we are human too. And just like we're parents, you know, they're always like, well, this bad, there's a bad teacher. Well, there are bad everything in every profession, right? Mm-hmm. But the 10 year, 10 and a half years I've been teaching, I've worked around some really awesome and solid teachers. And so there's way more great teachers than there are bad, you know? Absolutely. And I think like a system creates like burnt out bitter teachers yes. like, you can understand like I feel like if I kept teaching I probably would be like not a great teacher right now because I would just be resentful and, like counting down to summer and just feeling like burnt out like beyond repair Absolutely. and so I think that it's understandable too and people like to like blame individual people Absolutely. Rather than a whole unsupported system and thinking about how to change that so I love that you're thinking about Again, going to the root of the problem and again, thinking about, I mean, it really does mirror so many things in your story. I think of just like, hey, being a classroom teacher, seeing all these teachers and seeing this problem, like you're creating the solution. For right. Them. And I think that teachers will really resonate with that too. I'm excited. I am so excited. <laughs> Me too. Yes. I mean, it's so needed. So needed. It is. And so I know you're at the beginning of your business journey, but are there anything that you've learned? about kind of yourself or starting a business that you'd want to share? I absolutely, and I'm not just saying this for my podcast, but I absolutely appreciate you. I really do. I am a kind of a go-getter anyway, and I kind of do a bunch of stuff. But one thing was changing my mindset. So once I, I, one thing about changing any type of direction, you're going to be uncomfortable. So I am very uncomfortable, but I'm with someone who recognizes that and kind of helps me kind of work through that. And I appreciate you for that because I am literally crazy. Like I actually did a video. One of my kids were telling me I was crazy at the end of the year, kids that I love. They were like, you're crazy, you know? (laughs) And so I love that I'm working with someone who works with who I am, right? So I'm able to build something. I'm building what I want to build. I'm not building something that someone thinks sounds better if you say it this way, or if you do it this way better, you know? 
So even like kind of cloning that signature series, that real PD, you were like, that's perfect. You know, that is so important in a journey like this. When you're kind of trailblazing and going down somewhere you're not used to, you kind of want somebody that's going to kind of pull that out of you and kind of help you kind of build that while you're going. So I absolutely appreciate you. And that's the truth. You've helped me start with simple things and one thing at a time versus I'm like doing 90 things in my head at one time, all the time, you know. And, and just kind of having that mindset that I can do it. Like the whole time I've been working with you, it's like, oh, you're going to do this. And I'm like, and it, the closer it gets to me watching, I'm like, oh my God, I'm really, am I doing you know, <laughs> I talk in front of kids all day who are 14, 15 and say anything and, and I'm teachers. And, but for some reason, this is, makes me very nervous, you know? And even though I know my intentions for it, so I know it's going to be great just because my intentions are great for it. But it's still, there's this nervousness that you do because you're used to doing routine, like going to school, you're a teacher, you do this, you know, and I must say last two weeks, I actually resigned has been the most liberating thing in my life. Like I feel so free the last few weeks and, you know, it, it helps me to kind of pull the emotion on stuff and be able to kind of look at things logically. And I, you know, I do love teaching and I'm going to continue to teach just in a different way. Absolutely. I mean, it really feels like it's your next step. Right. I mean, you're using all that you've learned and you're creating something that then will impact so many more teachers and so many more students and so many more schools. And so I think that is really super inspiring. And it's such a joy to work with you and see your ideas come to life. And really, I'm so excited about the real PD and just really inspired by your commitment to creating what you wish was out there. Right. And also just want to normalize that it is scary. (laughs) Like it is scary. And for everybody, you know, for everybody trying something new, it is scary. And I think that's really awesome. You know, I think adults should do things that are scary. Absolutely. We should do things that push us outside of our comfort zone. And we should do things that are done really awkwardly and that we, you know, don't do really well the first time. Like all of that is how we learn. And I think that as grownups, and especially as grownups who are in teaching, right, where it's like can be like Groundhog's Day. And every year, we're like going back to the classroom again and again, we get so stuck in it. We do. It's hard to even see that there's a different world out there and all the different feelings that come around it, you know, feeling scared, feeling nervous, feeling like uncertain stops us. But those actually should motivate us. Like, I really do think that we need to feel scared. We always encourage students to do this, right? Mm-hmm. We encourage students to be uncomfortable. We encourage students to step outside the mold. We encourage students, and, you know, we're, we're the best cheerleaders for everyone else but ourselves. And I think a lot of times that's because society's kind of beat us down. So we're kind of like, we're supposed to stay in this one spot and do this, you know? So it's so funny because we always expect the students to do something specific and then certain things, and then it's hard as an adult to do, you know? So it's, yes. it's, it's we, we kind of encourage this. And so who else better to do it than us? Yeah, absolutely. No, I always like give myself pep talks like I did to my kindergartners many years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, mistakes are how we learn. <laughs> exactly. But I said really like flippantly to my students, just like, oh, mistakes are great, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh, they're actually really hard, but also how we learn. Absolutely. And so I think that is the key mindset of just like, yeah, doing anything new is going to be uncomfortable. We're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be successful right away, but you have all the skills you need to persevere and to figure out what works. And I think it is freeing, you know, and it is like, you'll figure it out, you know, you'll figure it out by doing it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thinking back to other teachers or how you felt as a teacher, you know, thinking about maybe leaving the classroom, 
thinking about how it might not be working for you, what advice would you give teachers considering leaving the classroom? So for years, I think I held up leaving the classroom because I felt like I was leaving kids, right? So Mm -hmm. anybody who teaches, and especially I, I, I teach secondary, I teach eighth, ninth, and 10th grade. And most of the time, I've always worked at a low income um, public school. You're parenting kids, right? So you're, you're parenting kids. And so you think that as a parent, you don't leave your child, right? So that's kind of that. It's this unhealthy way of thinking. I've got to stay here for the kids. And I have my own child. She's, thank God she's a freshman in college. And, and she even said a few times, like, I feel like you do all these for all these kids, mom, and you're, your after schools. Cause I mean, I did a little more than normal. Like I deal with kids after school and kids have my phone number and I had kids messaging me during the, I can't get to school for finals. And so it become very, it becomes very draining because you try to be everything to everyone. And that's absolutely an impossible position. And so if you're thinking I got to stay for kids or I got, you know, you have this one kid in mind that you have to stay for. And you know, Every year it's going to be another kid. That's what I realized. Yes, I have that. Like, totally. Yes. Five more kids I got to stay for, you know? And so <laughs> I said, at some point you want to be giving a service as your best self, right? You want to be servicing kids in your best state. And if being in the classroom is not allowing you to be in your best version of you, you might need to really think about leaving. And, and, and leaving doesn't mean leaving them. We have to learn to really balance what's important. We don't get to sacrifice ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we want to like sacrifice ourselves for, and I, and I can respect that we have a noble job. I think people don't realize that we do a lot of sacrificing our own personal stuff for money, time for kids, but at some point you got to have some boundary, you got some balance, you got to bring it back. Like you can't possibly be a God to everyone. That's not even your job to do. You can't do it. It can't be done. All it's going to do is drain you. And you're not helping kids. You know, when you're not like, I told you this year, I had some kids were like, oh my gosh, you're having a bad day. We read you our scripture, you know, and you start to not give the best version of yourself when you stay in a place that you're not supposed to be anymore. So when it's time to go, it's time to go. And it doesn't mean you can't serve as kids. You can do it in a whole nother way, or you can take a break and come back, but always put yourself first, your, your mental state and your, your health and your, and your family. Cause nobody knows you're missing like your family does, you know, when you're sacrificing mm-hmm. yourself. So. Absolutely. And I think that seeing your story from the outside, like you're going to still be helping kids. Absolutely. So many more kids. Right. And even though it might not be that personal, like, hey, you know, I'm connecting with this one kid after school, right. you're going to be able to help so many more teachers support more kids. And so I think that you are still going to be doing that. And Absolutely. it's it's almost like this limiting belief we get stuck in, you know, like I was too, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, no, you know, you're right. Like, it was like, all right, Daniel, nope, Alyssa. (laughs) 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 Always going, always going. Like, who's going to go to the IEP meetings? Like, who's going to advocate for them? (laughs) Another teacher who then hopefully will be better supported, you know? And so I think getting into the mindset that like, it's not a good model for kids. You know, we can't, we can't show kids that we're always just like, trying to solve everything on our own at the expense of ourselves. Like that's not true for anyone. And so what can we do? Like there are real problems, right? There are real problems. We need teachers. We need students to feel supported and, you know, be able to do all the things they want to do. How do we get there? And there are different ways of thinking about it. So I think a lot of it for me was like, I mean, everything is so narrow in the school, right? Like you were saying like 14 years to retirement, you know, like the, 
school year ends on this day. You know, like all the things we get and we're around people who also are like on the same thing, you know, like, okay, yeah. I got to do this PD and then I got to save, we have my pension and like all these things that we, it becomes Absolutely. so hard to see another way. And I think that's like also part of the toxic system. Like it's also part of what makes the system not change because we're just in it. You yes. know, and we're like accepting it as just our lives. And yep. so I think all of it is hard <laughs> and even thinking about like, what's the other way, but you're still, you know, you're still impacting students. You're still impacting teachers. You're actually taking all that you've learned and having a much wider net. And so I think it's, it can be hard, you know, leaving the classroom, feeling like you're leaving kids, but if you're staying in education, like you're still making yes. an impact. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your journey. And please keep us posted on all things related to your business. I'm so excited to see it launch. Thank you, Lily. I mean, I so appreciate you because I wouldn't have gotten this far without you. So thank you. I will be your biggest cheerleader always. Want to figure out your next step as an educator? Watch our free on-demand workshop and embrace a career pathway that works for you. Go to educatorforever.com slash workshop. You'll get introduced to the many options for flexible, rewarding work beyond the classroom and make a plan for landing jobs.